Well, today we found out how much Allison knows, our intern Allison knows, about movie quotes from famous Christmas movies and when the interns lunch. We also found about a whale that was killing people left and right. Terrifying way to die. I don't like that guy. And in the trash flash, I think we maybe heard the trashiest sentence of all time. And we didn't hit a thousand somehow. I know. How did that happen? Well, you'll hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly Wood. All right, we got the prison prices right up right now, and boy, this might get confusing because we have two people with kind of the same name ready to play. Uh, Janan and Janelle are sitting on the phone ready to play. Janan, are you there? I'm here. Yes. Janelle, you're oh, there. Sorry. So it's Janan <laughs> yep. against yep. it's Janan against Janelle. JJ and K. <laughs> this is gonna get confusing, but let's play a round of the prison price is right. Now we don't care about going over or anything like that. We go for the two closest to advance on, and then we'll go head to head for the battle to go see Laney Wilson, Chris Stapleton, and everyone. We'll start off with you. Janelle, have you ever been to prison? No. You know anybody serving hard time? Nope. Okay. What about you, Janan? Have you been on the inside? I have not. You know anybody? Uh, I used to work in public service, so I know a few people. Okay. okay. <laughs> did you ever swing by the old commissary? I did not. Okay. Buy him a pack of smokes. <laughs> well, good. It sounds like we're all on even footing here, so we're going to start off with our first item up for bid. Let's go. Now, I'll be real with you. This is outside my realm of knowledge. It's dandruff shampoo. <laughs> a four-ounce bottle. Janan, how much would you pay in the prison? Price is right. From the prison commissary for a four-ounce bottle of dandruff shampoo. Uh, I am going to say $2.50. $2.50. Janelle, how much are you paying from the prison commissary in the prison price is right for a four-ounce bottle of dandruff shampoo? Let's say $1.99. $1.99. All right, Kelly Jordan. Representing the texters, texting in the word podcast at 320-656-9453. How much are you paying in the prison prices right for a four-ounce bottle of dandruff shampoo? I'm going to do the thing where I slide right in between them because I feel like Janan's guess to me was really close. I'm going to say $2.25. $2.25. For the texters. Kelly Jordan, you're real close. It's actually $2.20, Janelle. You are eliminated. That is a... I can't believe it. Janelle is eliminated after being 51 cents away. That's crazy. We're all close. Oh, wait. Wait a second. Excuse me. I have my math wrong here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, 21... Janan is actually eliminated. Oh my gosh, we almost eliminated the wrong person. (laughs) You were 30 cents off and got eliminated. That's a tough beat. I apologize, Janan. That's a tough beat. That's all right. And that's usually why we don't do math on this show. That's why we never should do math on this show. (laughs) But uh, good news is, Janan, you are now the biggest fan of Kelly Jordan because you can start texting in the word podcast at 320-656-9453 and root for Kelly, okay? All right. Thank you so much. This is what it feels like to be wood. Thank you, Janan. (laughs) Yeah, bye-bye. All right, Janelle, it's me and you. Okay. Our fight item up for bid here. What? And yes, I said that right. <laughs> I have a good sense corn pad. The hell is that? For your toes, when you get a corn on oh, your toe. Oh, okay. I was like, is that like a tortilla? What is that? You don't be walking around limping around the yard when things go down. Got hammer toes. We'll start off with you, Kelly Jordan. How much are you paying for a good sense corn pad in the prison prices right? Just one? Just a singular <laughs> corn pad. 
Not much. Uh, I'm going to say 75 cents. 75 cents. All right. Janelle, for a chance to go see Lainey Wilson, Chris Stapleton, and everybody, how much are you paying from the prison commissary in the prison prices right for a good sense corn pet? I'm going to say 50 cents because it's only one. Yeah, that is kind of weird. You'd have to go back every day. Let me double check my math real quick, please. <laughs> please do. Get your calculator out this time. Janelle, start yes. texting. Ah! 320-656-9453. The price is actually $1.25 for that corn pad from the prison Price is Right. Man, that's spendy. <laughs> well, now you know why everyone's limping in prison. <laughs> I thought it was all. I thought it was because they're so gangster. Well, hey, listen, Janelle, it feels good to win. I'm sorry it had to happen on your turn to play, but call us up right oh. now. I'm sorry, text in the word podcast right now to 320 656 9453. You could still win, okay? Okay. The craziest thing that you might hear all day. We're going to the sea for this story, my friend. And you hate the sea. I do, but I'm about to tell you a story about Tilikum. Okay. The killer whale. Now, Tilikum was a captured killer whale off the coast of Iceland way back in the day. Okay. In fact, I'm talking 1983. Oh, wow. Now, despite their names, killer whales have never killed a human being recorded in the wild. It's okay. never once happened. Okay. Well, in, how would you record? I guess if you fell off a boat and there was other people there or whatever. Right. And you see Doug get eaten. Right. There, there's number one. <laughs> right. Never happened. And to be honest with you, killer whales are mean like if you've ever seen well, them like, right there in the name killer whale well if you've ever seen it with like a seal or anything like that like they'll bat seals into the air oh, and stuff yeah. when they're killing it and like for sport too like they're doing it for fun right well if you've ever seen the documentary blackfish you probably know where this is going well tilikum was in captivity so we have to go back to 1991 Okay. There was a student, her name was Kelty Byron, uh, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, but she was an, a, an animal trainer, competitive swimmer, and she was working with the orcas. Okay. And she was doing like a uh, like a massage almost where you kind of have to like get there and like rub things down on them. Okay. She slipped and fell into the pool. Oh, gosh. Witnesses saw this happen. Tillicum grabbed her by the foot. And drug her underwater. I feel like, wasn't that movie Blackfish? Or that's wasn't it? That's okay. exactly what I said. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was looking at WeatherTech floor mats online. <laughs> so, anyways, other people tried to jump into the water, and the other whales wouldn't allow those people to intervene. Right. Well, sure enough, they were saying people who were watching this was watching Tilikum pretty much play with this poor woman's body. Right. Oh, gosh. She was recovered. And her death was ruled an accident. Now, that's something to remember here. Okay. All right? Okay. We now fast forward to 1991. That's when a whole... Because when this all happened, they kind of shut down that park. Mm-hmm. And Tilikum was then sold to SeaWorld. Now, here's the other thing. Tilikum at this point in time became like the number one guy for getting the business done. For breeding orcas. For pre- I was like, what is this hand motion you're I giving me right here? I'm giving you the business, all right? That's good news. Well, there was a man. His name was Daniel Dukes. He was apparently like a homeless person, and he snuck in to SeaWorld at night. And the next morning was found dead inside the tank. Oh, gosh. And he was brutally murdered at the hands of Tillicum. Good grief. 
We're not done. There's Dawn Brent Show, and I'm probably saying her name wrong. It looks like it's French, so I apologize here. She, too, was a 40-year-old SeaWorld trainer. Now, after the show, she again was up there doing, like, the massage thing. Mm-hmm. Tillicum grabbed her by the ponytail, drug her underwater, and killed her. Terrifying. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to get into, like, the details, but you, you read the details. Like, it, it wasn't easy for her, all right? Like, the, the whale really had its, its way with her. Oh, my gosh. It is brutal. This, this killer whale had killed three out of the four people killed on record by killer whales. That's unbelievable. And people came to his defense. Like Tommy Lee, PETA came out because they said that the the, the orca was bored. So anytime it got a chance to play with something, i.e. a human being, it'd go wild. Can I say I'm on the whale side as well? Really? Oh, 100%. I hate that we put whales in captivity. Like and I've been to SeaWorld, and yeah, it's awesome to see dolphins and whales do all mm-hmm. these tricks and flips. You know, neat. But man, I feel so bad. A, a big old whale should have the entire ocean to themselves, and we put them in an aquarium. I, I'll go so far as well, I'm not going to say it, but what are you gonna say? I, I'm not a fan of zoos. I, I don't like zoos. Oh, I'm not. I don't like. I don't. And I'm not even like some big animal rights activist. I just don't like putting animals in cages. I just don't think it's right. Well, so here is the deal: this whale. Lived 35 years. He ended up dying of like an infection, like a lung infection hey, or something. all like those that. people. But it lived 35 years, which is a lot longer than they usually live in the wild. So, I mean, it wasn't all bad. And it yeah. had 21 offspring. So that dude was literally just lying around eating people and doing the thing. Well, yeah, but if I'm, if I'm in captivity, let me die early. It's like being in jail. I don't want to go into jail just so I can live a long life. Give me the chair the day I get in there. I don't know. Take that seems out, like it's son. a pretty easy life. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not a whale. Right. Hey, what do I know? <laughs> no. But to be honest with you, if you want to keep me around and, you know, give me belly rubs and feed me and I got to come up and do a quick show. All right. I, I was going to say you used to be mm-hmm. like I, I had that insult ready to go, but I decided not. When you said I'm not a whale, yeah. I was going to say you used to be. Remember that? Well, I'm glad you were the bigger man and didn't mention it. <laughs> it's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. And again, thank you to Rachel, who does a ton of show prep for us and sent this one in. Now, I will be honest. I have not watched Survivor since probably the year 2000. They're on season 43. This is the season 43 winner, and I believe his name is Mike Gabler. It's either Gabler or Gabler. I'm going to go with Gabler, okay. judging by the spelling. Well, he won. He won the million dollars in season 43. Now, he didn't tell anyone what he was going to do with the money except for his wife, a friend of his, and then in one of those confessionals that they record at the end, he told everyone, he said, if I win the million dollars, I'm donating every single penny of it. Now, this guy is, a heart, this guy is a heart valve specialist. He probably does fairly well for himself. You know, I'd hope a, so. As a heart, yeah, you, that's a guy you definitely <laughs> want to be happy with his paycheck. Yeah, you see a heart valve guy pulling up in you know an old Toyota Tracel. He's worried about his credit card payments while he's working on your heart valves. <laughs> I don't know about this guy, but he's a heart valve specialist, and he decided he he did exactly that. So he wins the million dollars, and he posted on Twitter or X the other day. He said, "We did it. All one million dollars has been donated." Now he wanted to donate it entirely to charities that supported veterans in need. Which is exactly what he did. So he donated to a couple of different charities. I have them here. Um, he also donated, he wanted to donate to uh, reality TV specific charities, including 
Give Kids the World, a nonprofit resort for critically ill children and their families that does a ton of events every year with reality TV alumni that come and help out. Mm. And so he was like, anything that I can do for veterans or for children, I'm going to use this money for them. And he said, I kept quiet during the whole thing and didn't tell anyone what I was going to do with the money because I didn't want that to sway anyone's votes. Sure. And he's, they asked him, well, what made you want to do this? He said, I have a very blessed life. I have a beautiful wife. I have beautiful friends. I have a beautiful family. I make a great living. I thought if I win, I'm going to make somebody else's life great. That's great. Can you believe that? There's still people like that out in the world. And every time I've watched Survivor, I don't, I don't like Survivor because it, it does seem like the most selfish show on television. You know, voting each other off and then mm-hmm. forming alliances and then stabbing each other in the back. I love that part. <laughs> you would. I know. But this dude turned it into something positive. And I, I can't imagine going out there, living in some hut I had to construct with bugs and malaria and all mm-hmm. that. And winning the million dollars and then turning around and giving it away. And it's tough to construct a hut out of malaria. I know. That's a tough one. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, falling apart. <laughs> but yeah, it's so amazing that this dude did this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mike Gabler was his name. What a dude. He said he wanted to, he wanted to help veterans. He said some of that, because I'm reading, uh, there's, there was a whole list of charities here. Mm-hmm. Some of them also helped first responders too, which is obviously probably really close to his heart working in a hospital. Love seeing it. Yeah, man. There's good people still out there, Wood, but you would never know it if you sit and watch the news. That's why I got to stop. Because the bad news keeps you tuning in. Mm-hmm. The good news makes you want to go outside and talk to your neighbor. And go do something good in your community. Absolutely, it does. And that's why we do these stories every single day, because we have to. We've got to be a beacon of light in the darkness. Thanks to Audio Video Extremes, that was your happy hour. Kelly and Wood. Bad weather or bad boss. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are now joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. All right, let's came into the Kelly and Wood Instagram page, right? The mm-hmm. DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to boil it down here. Uh, our listener does not like driving in bad weather. Okay. Uh, during the last bit of bad weather, uh, apparently... She said, could I stay home and work from the house, work remotely? Mm-hmm. I've done this before. I was told no. I had to come in. Sure enough, I ended up in the ditch on my way in. I think that since I was told that I had to come in, I should be within my rights to have work pay for my repairs. It's only like $2,000 versus going through my insurance. I shouldn't have to go through that because, after all, there was another way for me to work from home. Is there any sort of clause that I can use for this? Can an employer force you to come into work in bad weather? I mean, they're not they can't force you. They're ah. not gonna they're, but, but, but what I'm saying is they're not gonna come and drag you out of your house. You can call in sick, like you have free will. You can say I'm not I'm they're not forcing you, gun to your head, you have to come to work, mm. right? This person felt like they were forced to go into work. Yeah, I don't think that they would have any ground to stand on to say, hey, can you pay for my vehicle? But um, to be fair here, work said, no, you need to come in. Right. Yeah, but they, they, you don't. You, was the employee negligent on how they were driving on the roads? I mean, there's like, there could be a ton of different things that you could look at in that situation. Even good drivers go off the road on ice, man. You yeah, know well, that, especially uh, up what, here. Was there ice? Were they paying attention? Now, let me ask you this. Texting and driving? Yes. yes if this would. person says they can work remotely. Uh-huh. As a work, mm-hmm. shouldn't you be smart about this and say, like, look, just go ahead and work from home this day? If it's bad weather, like do if they're the, calling up on a Tuesday. Do the employees it. mean absolutely nothing to the company? <laughs> Their safety? Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm a corporate stude. You know that. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. know. And just it's because, really showing just, today. Just because you think you can work from home, one, doesn't mean that the employer has to agree to allow you to work from home. Okay. 
Two, maybe the work can't be performed from home. So that's where an employer doesn't necessarily have to agree. So I'm, I'm just shocked that someone in today's day and age would do that. Like, it's just like, I don't know, if the weather's really bad, just let your people stay home. Like, like yeah. our sales staff, God bless them. Oh, wow. No, they're hardly ever here anymore. You but know? they're out selling. Okay. Yeah, know. yeah. They're out selling you the Kelly and Wood show. Well, you, see that, that's you, a hard see that, uh, you see that paycheck rolling in, Kelly. <laughs> I'm just saying. It seems like if your job allows you to work from home, just keep your employees safe. It might not be a bad look on the company. It could just be a bad boss, a bad manager True. that they have. Like, if this is how they treat an employee in a like a crappy weather situation, yeah. roads are bad. There's crashes everywhere. Yeah, hey, it's probably not worth worth it risking your life, your vehicle, you know, whatever coming into coming into work. I want that documented because I did not miss a single day, and our weather was bad last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I it was a rough hour, winter. I have an hour drive to work every day. I did not miss a single day last year. Did you miss any deer? I don't think I hit a deer last year. Did you winter. hit a deer last in the year last year? Yeah. I hit one in the spring of okay. last year, but okay. not in the winter of last year. He didn't come day. to work that day. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was bleeding out of my back. Yeah. I had shards of glass embedded in my back. Real what wants me to come in and make fart noises on the air with come, <laughs> come in, King. Sounds like something you could have, you could have sacrificed to make it in, but okay. Well, we we're doing performance reviews. We'll note that. You know what's ironic is all these other jobs, like when there's like a really bad storm, Mm-hmm. No one else goes to work, right? Except for radio, where we get like text messages like, "Hey, we need somebody at the station." Yeah. To do tornado, these announcements. There's yeah, a tornado no, that's directly that's above the station. That's we need a to get you in there. Example: severe weather in the summer. Like, yeah, we got tornadoes out, and hey, we better get better get Kelly up here <laughs> to sit in the, sit in the studio. Man, the controls. They just don't care. That's all right. You know what, Kelly? We dry clean our capes because we're heroes. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and you know what? You guys make me proud. Thanks. When I'm home on a snowy day, you know, sipping my hot cocoa in, in front, front of, of the fire. fireplace. Oh, you jerk. My electric fireplace, you know. I'll, we'll be there. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for your service, by the way. Did we did we get to the bottom of this one or not? Yeah, this chick Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a lovely lady on messaging uh, Perfect. All right. Well, we'll do it again next week when we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen, in the HR5. Kelly and Wood. The Kelly and Wood Christmas party happens tomorrow. The second annual, as a matter of fact, Kelly and Wood Christmas party goes on tomorrow. And we realize some of you are really far away from where it's going to be going on and can't come join us as much as we'd love to see every single one of you there. Mm-hmm. But we are trying to do... Something for a good cause tomorrow night at Raleigh's Rednecks and Longnecks. Yeah, a listener pointed us in the direction of the St. Nick Project. Uh, They are uh, a company, or I should say a group, that really kind of started off just trying to look for families that could use a little help in the holidays. Right, it's a very organic start. And it has exploded. I think she said she did over 100 families last year. There's been more and more people reaching out. We all get it. Money's tight. We would love to help out. So we have a ton of prizes to give away. Yeah, the amount of tickets we're giving away is bonkers. We have been kind of going through everything. We've been, you know, top to bottom. We've been trying to get everything lined up. All thanks to Lincoln Wedding and Event Rentals. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to be giving away a, uh, a bounce house rental. If you got a little one who's got a birthday party oh, coming boy, up. That kicks it up a notch, doesn't it? Yeah. You're the coolest kid in the neighborhood at that point. We've got cash to give away, and we have more tickets than you could even begin to think about. We got tickets to go see Kenny Chesney. We got tickets to go see Laney Wilson and Chris Stapleton. We've got tickets to go see Jason Aldean at Winstock. Yeah. We've got passes to go on the Fun Bus to Wee Fest. And if you've never been on the Fun Bus to go to Wee Fest, it is the best way to go. It's the highlight of the whole thing. And the grand prize. Because we're going to, if you you show up to come hang out, 
you get a ticket, you get entered to play in all the games. Right. It's free to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to win tickets. You just show up at Raleigh's. Right. You get a ticket as soon as you show up. Say, hey, I'm here to hang out for the Kelly and Wood Christmas party. Boom, here's your ticket. And then when we're playing games, like, all right, it's time to play the feud. Mm-hmm. We're looking for ticket 909-234. Right. You come up, we'll give you a couple extra tickets just for playing along in games. Yeah. You donate a brand new unwrapped toy. We're going to give you some extra tickets. Yeah. You donate some cash to the St. Nick Project to go towards not only little kids at Christmas, but their parents, grandparents. Grandparents, even. It's a great cause. We're going to try to raise as much money as we can. You give us money, boom, we're going to give you tickets as well. And then at the end of the night, we're going to draw from all those tickets, and we're going to hook you up with maybe the best summer of your life. You're, you're going to be sick of going to concerts. We're going to send you to go see Kenny Chesney. We're going to send you to both days of Winstock. We're also going to send you to see Chris Stapleton and Laney Wilson. This is all one prize pack. That is that is one prize. That is the, the grand prize. The grand prize. So the more you donate, the more tickets you got. Obviously, you increase your odds of winning, and you're giving to a great cause. And also, if you can't donate, we totally get it. Right. Just come on out there. Hang out with us. Have a little bit of fun. You're entered in as well. It's just a ton of fun. Raleigh's is a great place to hang out. Got yeah. fantastic food as well. It's just going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait, man. It's it's seriously. It's I, I'm losing sleep over it because I'm so excited, and I'm worried no one's going to show up. Yeah, you always are. I, no there's n- there's there's a, that's a huge fear for a lot of people. You throw a party and no one shows up. Uh, people are texting in. How late does the party go now? Th- of course, doors are open because Raleigh's is open for business. Like, yeah, they're not go, shutting down for us. You go there and have lunch if you want. But, Kelly Jordan, you will get there. You're going to start playing some country quick mixes right around 6 o'clock. That's right. Live country quick mix. We're going to start the show at 7. We'll be playing games for about the next two hours. It's probably going to shut down around 9. You can stay and hang out afterwards. We don't have to work the next day. I know, man. So we can hang out and just... Maybe Raleigh's will let me do a quick mix till midnight. Sure, why not? Do I play something else? No! <laughs> you must listen to my quick mix. This is PM done! <laughs> but come on out there, hang out, and again, it's at Raleigh's Rednecks and Longnecks right there off Highway 10. Would love to see you. Come on out there tomorrow night. Bring a friend. Bring up as many friends as you want. Yep. Ashley texting in. I will be there. All right, Ashley. We're ready to party. There's one! <laughs> That's right. If, if just one other person shows up, Fine. Then there's four of us there. Kelly's going to have himself a big old smile. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. There's only one town like this in the entire U.S. of A. Do you want to guess what it is, Wood? The city that never sleeps? No. Okay. Many, many cities like that. Oh. It's Monoe, Nebraska. And the reason why it's the only one in the entire country that's like this, it's the only city that has a population of one person. This is boy, this is right for a small town salute. Isn't I it? think so. <laughs> oh, maybe she's listening. I don't know. But it's uh, with it, the the official population is one person. The official resident is Elsie Eiler. She's the mayor and runs the uh, town's only tavern. In the city of Monoe, Nebraska. Okay. Now you're wondering, well, does she make any money running this tavern? Well, oddly enough, a lot of people stop by Monoe, Nebraska to take a picture with the town sign that says Population 1 because it's the only town. She says she actually does very well by having a bar just inside the city limits. How about that? Because people love to stop and have a drink in the town, the only town in the United States that only has one resident. She says that people tell me that the mayor- mayoral election is rigged in my town. Well, it's <laughs> pretty funny. But boy, what a what a life of solitude that would be. I mean, yeah. I mean, that would be a little bit of a bummer. Every once in a while you'll see that though that a town goes up for sale. 
Yeah, well, I mean, wasn't that uh, Shit's Creek, the TV show? That was kind of like the premise behind that. S-C-I-S-C-H-I-T-T. Right. Well, just to everyone know. But it would be kind of funny if she kind of rips open her tax bill and is like, what idiots? <laughs> oh. oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. And then she pays herself. <laughs> what a cool life that would be. I remember there was a town that was for sale in Texas. And I remember it was like a big news story that someone bought it and did the same thing. When I was living down there, they put a bar up there and then bikers would stop by there because it like it was the town with only, you know, five residents or whatever. Yeah. That would be neat to me, man. I think just to live in the middle of nowhere by yourself. There's gotta be a lot of paperwork with it though, too. To own your own town? Yeah. Yeah. Like the state comes by every now and then to check up on things. Right. Make sure you're up to code. Mm Mm-hmm. That would suck. Uh, I think about succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, if you ever find yourself in Nebraska, look for Monowee, Nebraska, and look for old Elsie Eiler. Stop by her beer, or stop by her bar, and have a beer. That's not bad. She'd love to see you. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I really did actually, because I didn't know there was only one town in the entire United States with only one person in it, but. I'll have another one for you tomorrow because that's how we do it. Every single day, I bring a fact that maybe only I find interesting. And it doesn't bug me if you don't like it because I'm okay with saying that. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yup. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the Trash Flash. We're headed to... Florida! Yes! That's where we're... St- we're starting our story off in the 911 call center. Oh. That's when a phone call came in at 2.30 in the morning and says, Hey, I need police officers here to the Best Western. I've been robbed. Oh. Well, as you can imagine, authorities are like, Yeah, that sounds like something we got to investigate. Well, sure enough, when they showed up, 23-year-old Lily Rinker was the one who placed the phone call, and authorities began their investigation said, excuse me, what are we here to look for? That's when Rinker said, I know who took it. It was Carlos, and he took half of my drugs. Well, apparently, the half a drug she was talking about was a $30 stash of the devil's lettuce. Oh, boy. She said, when Carlos left, I noticed that a half a gram was missing from my stash, and I didn't know what to do, so I decided to call 911. Well, as you can imagine, calling 911 for stolen drugs is not the best start to this. But as authorities continue to do some investigating, they found out that Rinker still had drugs in the hotel room. And also, she was wanted... On two warrants. Oh, God. Now, the first warrant, she was wanted for not appearing at a probation violation hearing due to a DUI conviction. Her second one was for a assault charge on her father after he posted a picture of her online holding a vape. That apparently had angered her enough to punch her sweet dear old dad in the face and fled the scene. So believe it or not, the authorities weren't too worried about the mysterious <laughs> Carlos who ran off with a half O. Instead, they decided, you know what, Ms. Brinker, we're going to go ahead and place you under arrest. She was arrested not only for possession, but also those two warrants that were out there hanging around waiting for her. 
I want to say something before I forget. Mm-hmm. This trash flash maybe contained the most trashy sentence in the history of trash flashes. You want to guess what it was? Her dad getting punched in the face over a vape pen for posting a picture online of her holding a vape pen. That's the trashiest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Take this down, Dad. Let's give this one a score, Wood. Come on. You know we might, we got to get the intern house band ready here because I Ooh. feel like we're going to crack it. Dude, okay. come on. All right. So we got calling 911 over missing drugs. I can think that we all believe that's, that's trashy. Right. We'll get that 175 points right there. Um, the police show up. You still have drugs on you. Trashy. Yeah. Get rid of those drugs. Mm-hmm. 150 points on that right there. Um, calling the, How about this? Calling 911 when you know you have two active warrants out for your arrest. That's trashy. Dude, that's trashy. I'm going to get that another 175 points right there. Um, For one of those warrants being beating up your dad for him posting a picture online of you holding a vape pen. Dang, that's trashy, man. That's not good. I feel like I want to give that 300 points. Wow, that's a lot of points. It's the vape pen and fighting your dad. Okay. That's... You know, Dad was probably all proud. Like, this is my baby girl. <laughs> she gave up smoking. Is on the vaping now. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> um, let's see. She was arrested. That's 75. I think she gave the picture, like, the angry face emoji. Probably. I'm mm-hmm. sure, I guarantee she was giving the camera the finger in that picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's always a classy mm-hmm. Um, Is that it? That's it. Oh, we didn't do it. Points are the points. I know. I thought for sure we would crack 1,000 this morning, though. I should have scored more for the picture of you holding a vape pen for hey, your dad. You, don't you feel bad about that, man? That's what makes a thousand so special. Right, you're right. Well, okay. We got a score. The woman calling 911 with already having two active warrants out over her weed earns herself a respectable, kind of upsetting, 875 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood. It is now time to play Win the Intern's Lunch, where we asked our intern some questions about Christmas movies. You just have to guess what you get the answers right or wrong. I believe we have Stephanie sitting on hold ready to play. Stephanie, what are you up to this morning? Just working. Okay. Where are you working at? From home. Oh, okay. Nice. You enjoy working from home? (laughs) I do, yes. I bet it's fun to leave the house, though, and get some lunch. It is, yes. (laughs) All right. It will be. (laughs) Well, right now you have the opportunity to win the intern's lunch. Huzzah! Awesome. So, Wood and I played our intern, Allison, just some clips from some old Christmas movies, and you just have to guess what she get the answers right or wrong, okay? Okay. First one I played for her was this one right here. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Well, Allison, no. What movie that's from? No. All right, let's see. You just got to get two out of three, okay? Okay. Here we go. All right, Allison, name the movie this clip comes from. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Do you know that one? I do not. Really? (laughs) Um, Don't feel bad. Kelly makes everyone feel bad about this one. Okay, because I know in Christmas Vacation that plays, but I know it's not from Christmas Vacation. Okay, very good. The movie is... You want to throw a movie out there? I... No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. One of the most classic. I get like half a point, though, for like. No. Zero (laughs) points. Zero points. Okay. You can't start giving out half points now. Exactly. Come on. This this isn't high school Spanish. (laughs) It'll get way too confusing. (laughs) All right. Well, you're doing good, Stephanie. You got the first one. Are you ready for the next one? 
am. All right. I played our intern, Alice, in this clip. Hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. <laughs> you serious, Clark? <laughs> uh, will Allison know that one? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. All Is right, it? let's see. All right, what Christmas movie does this come from? Hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. <laughs> you serious, Clark? <laughs> okay, that one's from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Good, very good. Now, is that a go-to movie every year for you? Oh, of course. Gotta be. Yeah, see, she knew that Mm because she even knew she knew in the first question that in Christmas Vacation they're watching It's a Wonderful Life. That was a hint, Kelly. Yeah, you got to pay attention to the clues, Stephanie. That's right. Okay. (laughs) All right, last one. one. Are you? You got to get this one if you want to win Allison's lunch. Okay. 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 The last clip I played for Allison was this. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Well, he know that one. Well, she know that one. Oh, gosh. I want to say, like, everybody knows that. So, yes? Do you know what it is? Is it Home Alone? It is Home Alone. All right. But it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter if you know it or not. It's now time to see if Allison got it. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Allison, last one. Let's see if you can do it. What Christmas movie does this come from? Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Um, Home Alone. Oh, man. Very good. (laughs) Now, did you know that by the line or just by the voice? By the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic one right there. Well, Stephanie, I was worried about you at that second question, but you pulled it out in the end. You won the intern's lunch. All right, thank you. Congratulations. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our very first break of the day. How much do you tip during the holidays? That was one thing that we talked about. We also talked about guitar solos and Kelly Jordan accusing me of listening to only sad music. (laughs) You were this morning. Even though it rocks. You will hear it all right now in our bonus track. We tack it on the end of the podcast just in case you make it this far. Kelly and Wood. Are you ready to go? I've been ready, man. You've been playing all this depressing music in here this month. That's not depressing. November rain is depressing. Wrong. Freebird is depressing. Wronger. If I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me? Because you're you're flying high. (laughs) You're flying the coop. Right, but you're like, all right, cool. Everyone's going to forget about me the second I'm gone. Oh, that's what it is. Or will they? You know that we're all going to forget about you the second you're gone. Well, I, I tell you what, I have never had more people whiz on an open grave than I have had around here. The past week and a half. We're all jealous. Everyone's just ready to see the wood leaf. No, no one wants to see you leave. Nonsense. Especially me. And in fact, there's a going away lunch, and you're not even coming. That's not true. I'm going. You said, I, I'm going to see him every day. I don't have to see him again. Because I don't want I'm not to coming. See- Can I be honest? Can we finally get in the real trust tree? Let's do it. I don't want to treat this like you're going away. <laughs> That's stupid. You're still gonna work here. Yeah. You're still gonna. I'm seeing. I'm gonna see you every morning. We're still gonna argue. We're still gonna bicker. We're still gonna fight. We're in the middle of one right now. What's the going away part? If anything, I just don't have to smell your farts anymore. <laughs> nah, I'll figure a way. I'm hey, gonna hook up some Wi-Fi there's, cables. There's a package at the front desk for you. <laughs> oh, got him. Either way. All right, let's just can we, can we just let's all this let is what everybody happens. settle down. Could you play your awful music? I play my fantastic music. We start yelling at each other across the table. No, I like November Rain and I like Freebird. I used to love playing Freebird on Guitar Hero as my favorite song to do. Mm-hmm. Mix up a cocktail, strap on the guitar, and let's go, baby. Let's rock for the next thirteen minutes. I got you.
And bang, 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 bang. and I know we talked about music yesterday, but I'm going to talk about music again here. Do what you like. The fact that November Rain has not one, not two, but three guitar solos. Right. That, by the way, like don't even like jive. How else are you going to fill nine and a half minutes of a song? You got to throw some guitar solos in there. And you've everyone's seen the music video, right? Everyone has seen the music video oh, of November yeah. Rain, Guns N' Roses. How is she the only one that dies from a lightning strike? Which I believe that's what it was, right? Because everyone starts running because it starts to rain. Right. She didn't die in a flood. And they're in like, uh, there's all these tall buildings around. I just got questions. To be quite honest with you. you don't, it's because you don't understand art. That's why. I think Axl Rose killed her. You don't understand art. I think Axel killed her. No. He was in love with her. They got married in that church in the desert. Hey, OJ married Nicole. I'm just saying. Boy, who didn't used to look forward to that scene, too, when she was coming down the aisle in that wedding dress? That was quite a wedding dress. And then the fact that Slash just leaves in the middle. Oh, right down the middle aisle, too. Cigarette in his mouth, guitar just strapped on. The hell's this guy going? And then it's a completely different church that he's out in. Look. What would it's art? Art doesn't have to make sense. It slaps. And then you got mad at me for playing it. You should have played. You know what you should have played is Metallica one. Like if you wanted to play some hard rock, no, because I would have ripped this monitor straight out of the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I was telling my kids this the other day that we used to, you know, and here here goes Pop Pop telling stories of his childhood again. Circle round. But we used to sit and watch MTV just waiting for our favorite videos to come on. Oh yeah, because there was no there's no other place to get them but MTV. And so uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones, but I know that Metallica one was a video that we would sit and wait to come on because they used they used uh, clips from the movie Johnny Got His Gun. Yeah. about a guy who had his face blown off in war. Man, that was a that was a powerful video, man. Headbangers Ball. Oh MTV. yeah, man. Yes, dude. I miss TRL. Like, I wish they would bring back shows. Like, I, I'm old though. I'm just old. No the one would thing, watch it. The only thing that sucked about that, especially towards the end, they would only play like 30 seconds of the video. Right. But like, coming in at number nine would be corn, well, and then they put 19 seconds of it because you've already heard it 10,000 times. I guess know? that's true. My the one thing that bothered me about TRL, I was always like, can they turn his microphone up a little bit? I could never hear his microphone. Well, they have all the teens right. yelling and screaming that in the background. That always bugged me. And what, what's his name again? Carson Daly. Carson Daly bugs me. Zero charisma whatsoever, yet somehow that dude has managed to stay at the top. And he started out as a radio DJ at K-Rock in Los Angeles. You know what it is for me? Now he's on Good Morning America with zero charisma whatsoever. It's because he painted his fingernails black. Well, guys do that. These no, days. but he used to do it back. In, I'm like, you're not metal. You know what I mean? Like, you're not he hard did, rock, right? He did not come across as metal at all. He always had like a nice combed over haircut, right. and you know, he looked like he was always going to try to squeeze me into a better insurance plan. Right? He looked like a realtor. Yeah. Every realtor has that like hair blown, you know, dry <laughs> look. Also, he's like, oh, by the way, I also uh, have black nails, dude. There's a realtor. Yeah. There's a realtor at, by our house. I keep getting flyers for, and I would not hire him based on his hair alone. That's Harris. Can I explain? And as a bald man, how dare you? He reminds me of every dude's hair in the, I'd say, late 90s, early 2000s. 
when it was all combed forward. Is it frosted tips? Um, no, no, that was that, that was, was my you. game. That was my game. <laughs> if he had frosted tips, my house would be on the market by this afternoon. I'd like to hire you. Are you selling your house? No. <laughs> no but just hang out with me. <laughs> but no, he has like his hair is combed forward. It's super like gelled up and shiny looking. Mm. He just he looks like he's stuck in the late nineties. And I'm like, I would not hire you based on this flyer you keep sending me. You look like a douche. But you know how hard it is to tell someone? And I'm saying this as a bald man. I, I realize the irony here. That their hairstyle is not good. You tell me all the time. No, that's not true. You I said you'd be good as a bald guy. You said, because I've had the same hair. By the way, I just got a fresh fade I saw for the Kelly and Wood Christmas party. Because you do it a couple days ahead of time. I, right, because two days after the haircut is when it looks the best. Mm-hmm. It's a strategy. It's a strategy. And you lay it out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just saying that you... Yes, it probably is hard to tell someone their hair sucks. Very much. I wish this realtor was listening right now because he has the suckiest hair I've ever seen on a flyer. Like, I can't believe nobody in his circle of friends was like, dude, you know why you're not getting any business? Your hair sucks. Why don't you reach out and tell him? Do it anonymously. I should tell. I should text my wife and be like, hey, grab that flyer off the counter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hip this guy. I can do it, Mr. Kelly. And I'm not saying I'm the best looking dude on the planet Earth with the best hair. I do have pretty dang good hair, but... It's not bad. It's, it's thinning. It's mm-hmm. thinning, but I keep it clean. That's right. But this dude's hair sucks. That's a tough combo to have, though. Yeah. As a realtor, too. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, you're out there. You got to sell yourself first. Oh, Chris texted in. Do you remember the box music TV you could control? Yeah. You call the phone number... And each video had a three-digit code. Man, if there's anybody under the age of like 25 listening now, this is blowing their mind. I don't remember this at all. The, yeah, Chris, the Box Network. I don't know if that was just on in the Twin Cities or maybe it wasn't on. But either way, you called up a phone number, typed in your typed in the three-digit code. It was like 95 cents. And then your video would play on television. The original TRL. Right. You had to put in like a credit card number and everything else. Ooh, they charged you for it? Oh, Never. hell yeah, they did. Ooh. You know, a lot of kids got in trouble for that. Now, I'll tell you this much. Yeah. Pop-up video. Oh, man, that was the best. Pop-up video comes on. If I'm just like flipping through channels for some reason, like I was last night at the hotel, and pop-up video was on, I don't care if the Super Bowl's on the other channel. I'm watching (laughs) pop-up video. Does VH1 even exist anymore? I think they do, but I think they do all like the Danny Bonaducci dating shows. Like, How many dating shows is that guy on at a time? He's in like a different rehab house every week. But that's fine. Here, Jim has a question. This is why I hate talking about you leaving, because people think that you're not going to be on the show anymore, but you are. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing changes on the air. Jim was like, is Wood leaving? Well, yes, but he'll still be here. Yeah, it shouldn't change. Yeah, I hope it better not. As far as I know. I'll, I'll do this to you right here. Yeah, you just turned my mic on. Right. Like, it's now the Kelly Show. Can you hear me? <laughs> you Kelly? Hear me? Andrea, stream in the kitchen. <laughs> Did he turn my mic off? Holy cow, we almost got to get into playing our next song already. What I got a question for you about holiday tipping. I'm sitting here waiting. So, you know, it's, it's always like, and I, you know I enjoy tipping people. I'm by no means trying to, I, by oddly enough, being so broke, you would think I'd be a terrible tipper, but I'm not. Big Daddy throws it around. I do, because you know what? If I got it, everybody's got Even it. Even when you don't got it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard this thing that if you get a haircut during the holiday season, you should tip your haircutist the amount of the haircut. I'm sorry, you're what? Your barber. Oh, God. You should tip them the amount of the haircut. Mm-hmm. So I took my son for a haircut the other day, and they did an awesome job. $23 for the haircut. I tipped $7 on it. I felt like that was a decent tip on a child's haircut. I think so. I went and got a haircut yesterday. $21. I tipped $10 on it. But they say that you're supposed to do the cost of the haircut during the holidays. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. 
I always do that amount of tipping. I always round it up, right? So I'm always tipping high. Do I have to go in then and then tip even higher? Like I don't, I don't juice it up during the holidays. I keep it juicy all year. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. And can I say something? Please. I hate tipping. Now, now that doesn't mean Whoa. like I'm cheap. No, but I hate this You're idea. You're going to be a great service the next time you go out. No, and I like I do tip 15% minimum, usually 20%, right? I'm, I'm like a 25%er. All right, relax, Rockefeller. Oh. All right. But my point is, I hate this idea that. You have to tip. Like, tipping should be for good service. Right. Like, when me and my wife went to the concert, to the Billy Joel concert, Mm -hmm. to get a drink, all they do is, and hand them to you, and then they're like, tip? Right. And you feel like a douche if you don't give a tip. Mm -hmm. I do. You probably don't. You're stronger than me, though. No. Well, I mean, again... I'm tipping for service. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, if you're back there, you know, mulling the mojito. Right. All right, fine. I, and again, I don't drink. But I'm seeing what you're saying is, especially like, you go to a bar and the beer is $3.25. Right. They pop the top, smack it on the counter, yeah. there you go. I think most people are like, all right, cool, the 70, keep the change, keep the change whatever, right. that's yours. Be happy you got something for going... And I'm not diminishing the work. I understand it's a lot of work. But what sucks is that, you know, whatever the place is, is paying you $1.15 an hour. Right. And then it's my job to give you that extra. I don't think that's really all that fair. Now, if you're a server and you're coming to my table doing like, absolutely. Well, even getting a haircut, which you wouldn't know about. You haven't gotten a haircut for, what, 20-some years? You think this beard cut, cuts itself? <laughs> I was actually going to go get my beard cut today. Thank you very you much. Should. You should. For the Kelly and Wood Christmas party, I'm just saying it's looking pretty raggedy. But what I'm saying... <laughs> I'm just catching shrapnel all over the place. <laughs> no, you look good, bud. You always you always look good. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like a good haircut. I, I the guy gives me a good haircut. Who mm. does the, who, who? This doesn't just come together, Wood. You you have rocked that look for quite some time since high school, mm. actually. But it's come in and out of style many times, and I've just kept rocking it. You ride that wave. But anyway, so he does a good job. I give a decent tip, right? Mm-hmm. My son's hair is very hard to cut because it grows in like a bunch of different directions. This lady did a phenomenal job on his hair. Here's a $7 tip on, on literally a 15. So you made seven extra dollars in 15 minutes. That, that feels good to me. And that's how I always tip. So I'm like, man, now I got to double down for the holidays? I don't think so. I take care of people all year, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the Santa Claus of central Minnesota. I just, I don't know how we have gotten to this. Cause every, and I, and again, I get it. I want everyone to earn. I want everyone to make money, especially if you're out there working hard and you're doing a good job. I just don't know where we draw the line. Instance, I got movers at the house today. Yeah. You're supposed to tip movers. I usually do. I don't know how much to tip these guys. I usually give them 100 bucks each. Each? I got yeah. four movers at the house today. Uh, yeah, it's your fault. It's your fault for being lazy. I got four movers. <laughs> Move your own stuff. Stop being so lazy. What am I supposed to? For instance, you know when you pull up to the airport. Yeah, the sky cap guys, not the ones that are inside, the guys that are outside. Right. You know they're not really truly affiliated with the airlines. Oh, I didn't know that. They are uh, like a, their own entity. Okay. Did you know that a lot of those guys, and I'm not gonna say every one of them, but from what my understanding is, those dudes make seven figures a year. I would imagine it's nonstop tips, and that's it. Because imagine how many people pull up to the airport, and you're usually tipping what five bucks usually. Well, right. Here's five bucks. Please make sure my bags get on the plane. Right. And 
those are guys that I don't want to upset. <laughs> right. Because with a click of the button, boom, my bag's in Tahiti. I'm never seeing my favorite pair of underwear ever again. Although, if you think they work, what? They, so 300. So if they, okay, that's 300. So let's divide a million by 300. Oh, here we go. Who, who, where, where'd a million come from? Because you said seven figures. That's a million dollars. Oh, no, I meant six figures. Sorry. Okay, I was like, wow, that is really high. Yeah, all right. Then I was like, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all flustered here. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, so that makes sense. You divide that by 300, three, now, about $350 a day. Jason, texting in, this is a good one. You're garbage person. Right. You're supposed to tip. How do I tip my garbage person other than standing outside next to my garbage can waiting? Do I duct tape 20 bucks to the can? Exactly. That's what I heard somebody say that, and I'm like, where do I put this tip? I'll, I'll throw him a 20. You know, but I don't know where to put it. And then it's going to end up in the Trizash. CJ texted in, my stylist charges 20 bucks. I always tip 20 bucks. Wow. But now I can text her, get a haircut anytime I want to get one in. Okay. This simplifies my life. Okay, I, so you're paying for convenience. But I also get two haircuts a month. So that would be, I would be spending like, what's what? that, 40 bucks? That's like two, that's like almost 500 <laughs> bucks a year. That's a lot. On for that. I get two a month, so I don't know if I can tip 20 bucks every single time. Uh, Lisa texts in, I don't mind tipping, but everyone expects a tip now, which is annoying. We talked about this before, when they spin the iPad around. How about, you, we both worked in nightclubs, and I'll say this, the, the, the person taking money at the front counter, whatever, the, the, cover, the front door, the cover charge, she always had a tip jar, and people would tip her. For what? I got tipped a lot as a bouncer. Well, yeah, probably because people want to get to the front of the line or whatever. Yeah. No, I get that. But I'm just, I, I would get tipped as a DJ. Play my song next. Here's 20 bucks. All right, cool. And again, it's appreciated. It's not expected. I think we have gotten to the point where we're expecting things. Yeah. Where you go, I type in things. I, you know, I go to a kiosk and it asks me. I haven't talked to a human being yet. Right. Like, you know me. I'm against these self checkout things, but you walk into a restaurant and it's literally the only thing you can do. Yeah. Fine. I put in my order, and they'll ask me if I would like to tip the back. You know, the back people in the back. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> right, they've done nothing. For all I know, they have a giant your... post back there. I hate wood, and I'm tipping these people. They're putting together your food. Here, when I was managing a restaurant, I always knew the people that would slip me like a twenty dollar bill. So if they called in for a reservation, they always got bumped up to the front. Took a lot of reservations at CC's Pizza. I wasn't. I would. I worked at more places than CC's oh. Pizza. Thank you very much. <laughs> You ignorant, <laughs> ignorant man. Can you save me a corner table, please? <laughs> yeah, right away, sir. Would you like that taco pizza, sir? Step this way. <laughs> no, when I worked at a restaurant that would take reservations, mm -hmm. I would always be like, okay, this dude will slip me a 50 if I can get him in. Dang. Yeah, I, we, I worked in a nice neighborhood. I'm not going to lie to you. For 50 bucks, I'd go and pack up people's oh, yeah. crap and be like, no, nah, you're done. <laughs> oh, wait. No, like, nah, we need this table. I, I'm kicking people out of a table for <laughs> Get them. Get the hell out of here. We have a 30-minute eating policy here. Uh, Jason texted back in. We have people tape envelopes to the top of the lid when it's set out. Okay. Okay, but then doesn't that slow you way down? You got to keep getting out to grab envelopes? Wow. I guess if you're a 20 in there, though, yeah. who cares, you know? Get out and you open it up. It's just a picture of a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> or a Christmas card. Here's a picture of my family. Thank you for taking our trash every week. And it's not even like personalized. It's just like, well wishes. Happy holidays. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm all for tipping. But I, when someone told me that, I was like, that, that would have meant I would have spent $100 in haircuts this week alone. That's you, can't, a, you can't do that. Hell no, man. Mm -hmm. I got kids. We need ramen and stuff. And I would like, I want to take care of people, but I just want to make sure it's going for the right people and the right causes. You give me good service, heck yeah, I'm going to break you off something. Right. Where I'm just being asked to donate to a general fund. Yeah, the human fund. No, thank you. You're not getting me on that one.
Yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. And tipping the, tipping the garbage man makes me nervous. Because somebody can just walk by and swipe right, it. That, that one makes me nervous, especially in my neighborhood. Probably not in the nicer neighborhoods, but in my neighborhood, that thing would be spent on crack by the afternoon. The riffraff will get yeah. it. Someone yeah. will get a morning dose off of my money. Not, and hey, that's not going to happen because crack my, is whack. That, I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Just so we're clear. I didn't do crack. No, I never smoked crack. I just had friends that smoked crack. Right. So let's get that out in the open. If my family's listening right now, they're like, man, there's so much about Kelly. There's so much about Kelly we don't know. How much on haircuts? He's better than on crack. I've seen his haircuts. Hey. Let's do history. That was for that beard. No, your beard always looks good. You have one of the nicest beards that I've ever seen in my life. I'll be real with you. You want to know why that comment hurt me so much? Because it is a tad unruly right now. I can't get it to lay. It's a wild scene. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You need some beard wax. I think it's the stress. It probably, yeah. Under so much stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was on this. No, you are. You are under a lot of stress. I know. It sounded sarcastic. I didn't mean for it. It always does. Uh, (laughs) On this day in 1928. Okay. Let's check you out. Right. (laughs) It's a clip, huh? Are you sure? On this day in 1928, the clip-on tie was invented. I was about to say, don't tell me David Spade was born. No, 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 no. On this day in 1928, clip-on tie was invented. Now, the problem was, back when you and I were kids, in the 80s and 90s and stuff, clip-on ties looked like clip-on ties. Right. Now you can't tell. They're pretty good now. I don't ever wear a clip-on, unless it's a bow tie. I don't know how to tie a bow tie, but I'd never wear a clip-on necktie. I don't think anyone knows how to. There's like four people on earth that know how to tie a necktie. (laughs) And they work at the clip-on tie factory. (laughs) It's like the Illuminati. You have to be like welcomed in. But I use the zipper ties, and those are great. I don't know what that is. So it's like a regular tie, Right. right? But on the back, it's zippered. Okay. And so you like unzip it, and it goes all the way down, and then you just zip. It up on the back side of it, and it goes right up tight. Oh, okay. I, I like tying a tie. You've never noticed. It may, no, I haven't. And that's my point. It, but tying a tie makes me feel good. I, I feel like every man should know how to tie a tie. Do you know how to tie a tie? No. Okay. I feel I, like, I've tried. I feel like that's a skill every man should have. My dad tried teaching me one time, and like he showed me like six times, and I still couldn't do it. He just said, you know what? Here's You're never zipper- going to have a job where yeah. you need one. Get Here's a zipper tie. <laughs> I was like 38. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen your resume. You're good. <laughs> On this day in 1996, Show me the money! Jerry Maguire was released in theaters on this day. Man, did I love that movie. You bet. Rod Tidwell. Yeah, that was such a great movie, man. And that little kid stole the scene. Man, that kid was like the it kid there for a hot minute. And I don't even know what he does now, if or anything. He was in other stuff for a while, but then, yeah, I don't even know if he acts anymore. Uh, on this day, Wood, back in 2003. What was it like in that hole where Saddam Hussein spent his last moments as a free man? American forces capture Saddam Hussein. He was hiding in a hole near his hometown of Tikrit. Mm-hmm. That was pretty wild. Didn't they like? Didn't they hang him like minutes later? Like they? Oh no! That no, was he after, had a trial. That's right. He did have a trial, and then after his trial, it was like right to the hanging. Yeah. Well, and I remember, you know, like it was going to be a big deal. Like CNN like covered the trial live. Yeah. But the problem is, you know, they're. You tune in, everyone's speaking Arabic and right. things. And I'm like, eh, this is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I but I I still remember like that bootleg video of Saddam Hussein being hung, and I instantly thought like, well, this is this is like not real. No, I wasn't. That, that one that, was real, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that one hit home. Uh, let's do some birthdays, shall we? Would mm-hmm. celebrating a birthday today. People dream high in the quiet of the night. You know. 
This song is always going to remind me of the summer of 2023. I'm surprised this didn't inundate your home as it did mine. Uh, honestly, I have grown the ability to just block out all Taylor Swift. And I, look, I love Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. but she has become the biggest part of my life outside of my wife and children. It's like when people live next to the train tracks and they stop hearing the train. Yeah, it actually helps them sleep at some point. I don't hear Taylor Swift anymore. Like right now, <laughs> we just have dead air. Right. The song jams, though. Okay. I love Taylor Swift. Anyway, it's her birthday today. And she's taking a ton of heat, at least in the football world, from a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans who believe that she is destroying the Chiefs from the inside. I thought they were doing well. No, they're not doing well. Oh. They, they lost over the weekend, and they're not... Like, usually Chiefs are, like, number one seed, lock it, no doubt. Yeah. They're not that good this year. They're going to start calling her Taylor Ono. Well, they're blaming her a little bit. She's got to be 34 today. That's pretty stupid that they would blame her for that. Uh, Taylor Swift is the ripe old age of 34 today. You realize sports fans blame anything. No, I, I understand that, but yeah. that's, that's pretty dumb. There's curses, Yeah, and I believe in them. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. She take my money when I'm in need. Yeah, yeah she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, oh she, she a, a gold, gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Jamie Foxx. Oh, okay. His birthday today. You know, he did that part at the beginning. He was really good as Ray Charles. He, yeah, he sounded was. a lot like Ray Charles, which is tough to do. And, of course, man, he has had a rough year this year. And it sounds like he's on the men. So that is some good news yeah. there. Do you know how old he is? Ah, boy, he's been around so long. I'm going to say he's 54. Oh, you're close, but not close enough. He's 56 today. Okay. And i got to be real careful with this clip because I forgot to edit it. But I think the only curse word is at the very end, so yes. I'll cut it early. Uh, but also celebrating a birthday today. When my brother, Harold, asked me to be the best man at his wedding, I was like, oh, of course, man. Because you've always been there for me. Like when I was in rehab. Getting close. And uh, like the time I couldn't find my car. All right, we're going yeah, to yeah, yeah, cut yeah. it there. I forgot, to, I forgot to edit that before we went on the air. But it's Steve Buscemi's birthday today. And man, he has been in just some phenomenal movies. Just really good stuff. And, and then he can do like the, you know, Adam Sandler stuff there too. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got to be, I'm going to say he's like 66 today. Uh, you're right on the nose Come with that on. one. There you go. Jen Leverins just scared me. I didn't see her walking. <laughs> I look over there was somebody else standing there. That startled me a smidge. And Buscemi seems like a good dude. Uh, absolutely. 9-11. Yeah. Because he used to be a firefighter. He went down to ground zero. No cameras. No publicity. Just went down to help. And, again, huge Sopranos fan. Mm-hmm. But think of his character. The, the chaos that, that he causes the character. Yeah. Really kind of the undoing. Then he had to get shot in the face by his own cousin. Had it coming, though. Spoiler alert, but you've, mm. had, you've had 30 years to watch. Thanks it, so. a lot. Um, all right. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today, this guy right here is a national treasure. It's all me pals. Stippy time. Stippy time. Stippy time. Dick Van Dyke. It's his birthday today. Love Dick Van Dyke. Still with us, man. And maybe the OG physical comedy guy. Oh, yeah. You know, where he would walk into the room and flip over the ottoman. The Dick Van Dyke show was a phenomenal television show. Still funny to this day. And just, again, seems like a great dude. Yeah. But he's, I know he's up there. I'm going to say he's 100 today. Uh, You're close. He's 98 today. Did you? And then he was in that uh, Mary, Pop, uh, what was it called, Mary Poppins Returns or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was dancing in there. That came out what three years ago. So he was ninety five, right? Like he still gets around. Like if you ever see him, like 
on you know red carpets and things like that. Like he's moving around just fine. Yeah, love Dick Van Dyke. Man, unbelievable. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 